0: Guillermo del Toro wanted to make a Star Wars movie and it's not happening. Uh, We are, there's a lot to talk about with that story uh, and more. So welcome everybody. This is the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John, that's James. Uh, Lacey is very close to having a baby. So she is uh, still doing a partial schedule, uh, but you can see her on TRB Live, of course. Um, And she'll be back to full time eventually, but... Me and James here holding down the fort, talking Star Wars. We uh, are going to be talking Star Wars news for the first time in a while, James. Yeah, Um, because Ahsoka took over and we took a hold on the news. There's probably other news stories we
1: could go back and be like, did you catch
0: this? This kind of got passed over, but we just wanted to pick up from where we're at, right? Yeah, and there wasn't a ton of news over the summer. It would have been like, did you check out the new Lego set or, you know, Stuff like that. But there was an interesting thing just to warm things up and get back into the idea of talking about Star Wars news that uh, I thought would be um, interesting to talk about, James. And that was and I'm sure you saw this or heard this, but
1: I actually uh, did not. And I and I'm looking at it now and I'm like, did you add this later to the show notes? Because I didn't even see this. I popped it, Yeah,
0: I popped it in. I probably forgot to mention it to you. I just assumed you had heard of this, but it's not no. anything that you'd got a deep dive on. Basically, the gist of this is Matthew Vaughn, you know, filmmaker uh, known for the uh, the Kingsman movies and yeah, uh, other things. He, um, Josh Horowitz, happy sad confused, asked him if he would ever want to do Star Wars, <laughs> and he's like, "It's going to be a theme tonight." He said, "I would," but. Only if they were interested in rebooting because he believes the, that Star Wars is only the true Star Wars is only the story about the Skywalkers, the family. So he wanted, he said if they ever wanted to reboot it and, and retell the story with Luke and Han and Leia and all that stuff, he's like, I would love to do that and take risks with that. But So I found that to be very interesting. And I know people have been talking about it for a long time. Will Star Wars ever reboot? Because James Bond does. Because uh, comic books do and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I just, I don't know what your take is on on this James, but, um, I just don't think that will ever happen. Um, and I think the logistical reason behind that is twofold. One, look at how certain fans reacted to just sequels with these legacy characters with the actual original actors back. And it still was vilified and divisive and split if, and and if, if on the second point of it, if you're going to tell me they're going to completely try to retell George Lucas's story, that thing is going to get skewered no matter how good it is. Um, it's very rare for things that are rebooted that are even as close, let alone as good as the originals. Uh, George Lucas not being involved at all, I think it's, it would be a bit blasphemous for them to even attempt to do anything like that. So to me, it's not even on the blip of any sort of radar that they would reboot and retell and remake the Star Wars movies. I have a weird feeling knowing that, how long I've known you that you disagree and you think that they will reboot Star Wars eventually. But uh, what do you think of Matthew Vaughn's, his way of saying he would do Star Wars if they were able to redo everything?
1: Uh, no, no, you're wrong. I, I don't. I don't think you're wrong in the sense that uh, you had me pegged because I'm with you. I, oh. I don't know that. I I think that certain movies do sort of fall into that like untouchable thing, and I think Star Wars is one of them for the reasons that you laid out. Um, I also think it's very close-minded. For I, I'd love to have him as a director, but I'm like, you know. <sighs> look if if you're if you want to say something like you want to go like to Halloween or whatever like would you ever do a Halloween movie only if I could reboot it you know and I could really do my own because I only feel like the story is this big I don't want to build I don't want to make another movie that you know and with all these complex or, or Nightmare on Elm Street I don't want to do involved in all the other sequels and saw movie you know what I mean like and those but, all it's Star Wars yeah what and those all have been rebooted I know those all have been rebooted, but I could understand a director saying like, I would only do a Saw movie if I could reboot it. I don't want to get involved in all the, the, it has to be continuous stuff. But with star Wars, it's like, if you've got a good story, you just, just take place within that galaxy. Um, and, and it doesn't have to be that connected. And, and I just think it's, it's a little bit closed minded. It also felt to me a little bit like he's got to be smarter than that. I wonder if this is a way of him saying, um, you know, like when, it, when you ask your, your parents, like, can we go to that? Can I go to that party? And they go, yeah, of course you can go, but you have to take your dad with you. And you're like, now I can't take my dad to the, I can't take you parents to the party. That's mm. social suicide. You know, it's like, you're giving me the option, but you're not actually giving me the option. It seems to me like he's saying, I like, Oh, I would absolutely do a, a star Wars movie only if they let me reboot the original. It's like, then the balls in their court, Lucasfilm. It's like, that's not a fair thing. The ball's not in their court.
0: Yeah. You that know? sounds I don't to me know. that Matthew Vaughn isn't really interested that's what sort of, I'm saying. Yeah, he's sort of saying like, "Yeah, I'd do it if
1: pigs fly." Yeah, you know, it, it's this this thing that he's presenting is just like not a real option at all. And it's, to me, like, I don't know, maybe he's got a really cool idea for it, but he's got to know that that idea is not going to be uh, well received. He, he's yeah. better off to yeah. go the Zack Snyder route and do something that's like, "I had this idea, but." it didn't work with star wars so i changed that idea into something else create a new hero that's not called luke skywalker but has a luke skywalker story
0: right Go for and it. and i understand where people are coming from when they make the comparisons of things that have been rebooted but star wars is just different man star wars is bigger They're, like there's no james bond celebration you know there star wars is a cultural phenomenon beyond things like James Bond and James Bond was rebooted, so to speak, or they just recasted with the same continuity because they kept the other actors in. So it was more of a recast than a reboot for a while. They rebooted with Daniel Craig. I understand that, but, and that was only like eight years after 10 years after James uh, Sean Connery did it. We're talking about 50 years later. They're going to just start rebooting star Wars. Plus, superheroes can easily be rebooted because that's the genesis of comic books. They always reset. They killed Superman in 1993 and then were like, just kidding, he's back. And they restarted Superman. There have been many different Spider-Man issue ones where they tell this new story. That happens a lot in comics, so that makes sense to do that in comic book movies. Um, Star Wars is a... Star Wars is... It's, it's going to be hard to like absorb this, but Star Wars is real. You know, it's like it's supposed to it's meant to be something that we think is real. And that's why they don't recast a lot of those actors. They try to keep the the suspension of disbelief that this is all connected and everything. There's so much more to it. And then, of course, the, again, the, the final nail in the coffin on that is you're not remaking George Lucas's movies, especially with not him not involved. Like it just it has you, di- it has disaster written completely all over it. And there's, in my opinion, it will never happen. There's one other aspect to this that I'd like to also talk about too, is the fact
1: that Star Wars currently is capable of creating content still. Yeah. Um, so like if you're looking at like, okay, Back to the Future. Back to the Future, great movie, probably should never be rebooted. But could it be? Well, then you're looking at a studio who's sitting on the rights of Back to the Future and they're going, what is Back to the Future doing for us right now? Nothing. It lives in its legacy. We've got these three great movies. They've been around forever, but we're not creating new back to the future content. Now let's take advantage of that. Let's do it. And you could see how something like a franchise, that property, that name, that title, all that would be reused, repurposed, rebooted. Right. But uh, like with star Wars, it's there's stuff coming out. It's doing something for them right now. Um, and we'll continue to do something with it. In, in fact, like, like I just I can't imagine a scenario where Lucasfilm has um, two projects on themselves, something that continues the story or a complete reboot. And they choose the reboot over something that's continu- continues the story like the, it It isn't you're not saying why not? Like, sure, if they want to make a movie about a rebooted Star Wars, I'd go see it. I probably would go see it if they made that movie. But the thing is, is like Lucasfilm only has so much money and th- them making that movie in lieu of other movies would be a weird decision, I think.
0: Yeah, of course. And it would also be just putting a target right in their back saying like, you literally are <laughs> yeah, out of ideas. And then there's the fans and that yeah. you need to start all over. And
1: And that brings me back to my original point is I was like, come on. Like you, you you say there's only one star Wars story. Look around at all the other star Wars stories or take a second to dive into the the lore. What there's plenty of stories you could tell in that world. They've already
0: expanded on it. And look at, look what happened to Jake Lloyd. Look what happened to Hayden Christensen, just playing a younger version of an existing character. What, what talent manager what parents what actor at 18 19 years old is going to want to be the new version of Luke Skywalker redoing Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker it just it's it, to me it's like that's a career suicide the everything about it just stinks i just don't think i don't it's even think i don't even think fan films
1: do that i don't, I don't even so, know either. if there's like a fan well, film where someone's like i'm
0: going to retell this story y'all retelling no casting my own thing of the characters but yeah yeah it's it to me it's it's weird and to me i think we both agree like i'm gonna that. do
1: star wars but it's kind of gonna be like star wars meets starship troopers yeah and well, that's, like and i'm gonna spend this budget and do it and it's gonna be cool it's yeah. like <laughs> i don't i don't even think
0: indie filmmakers would want to risk the budget on that no they'd just be like what is this and, yeah, and I, and I again, I, I think this is Matthew Vaughn just not being serious uh, that, that he doesn't want to do, like, he's not really interested yeah. in doing Star Wars. The so. closest
1: thing to this, honestly, might be visions.
0: Maybe. Yeah. There's some things there that are kind of like, we're taking the idea of it, you know, yeah, kind of retelling but, it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, just an interesting little story. And I know it's something that always comes up with fans. And, and our take, I guess, is just that it's just never going to happen for all the reasons we yep. be listed. Um, but James, let's it's hop a long in. long opening statement. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Opening segment, opening news. we war- got <laughs> to warm things up uh, in varying ways here. But let's hop into our first segment, James. All right. I fear nothing for all this as the Force wills it.
1: This is Will of the Force. Here we pitch questions and also choose some of our resistance officers on Patreon and do our best to decide what will happen in the future. Uh, Since we are discussing some news on today's episode, we're only taking two Will of the Force questions. Uh, So we decided to pick both of them. Uh, from Resistance Officers on Patreon, and the first of which coming from uh, Fulcrum77, a.k.a. Diana. We know Diana. They sent us the question, uh, will there be an Ezra Bridger show? Um, I'm going to go first on this one. I'm going to say no, there won't be. Although I feel like on past episodes I've said yes. <laughs> um, I I think that if there was something in this vein, it would be a bigger it w- it would more likely follow a Sabine path than an Ezra path. Hmm. Um but maybe I mean I I'm interested to see what you're going to say, John, because I do have a feeling you might say yes on this, considering what we've talked about the future of Ezra um, would be. I think that um, could be interesting uh, if they did do it. But right now, I think it's one of those things where, like, you had rebels, you told a great story, you left it on a cliffhanger. This is now um, a new way to sort of wrap up those stories instead of, using it as a new jumping pad for more stories like, Oh, uh, which, sto- which, you know, it was great. We brought in Ahsoka. Does that work? Could we spin her off to her another show? Now we're bringing an Ezra. Does that work? Can we spin him off to his other show? I think this is, it's already the spin-off. spinoff. Um, and I think mm-hmm. this story right now um, <coughs> is probably what they're uh, utilizing to End and wrap up those stories, especially when it comes to the, the Thrawn Dave Filoni movie, all that. I think that's the direction it's heading. It's not a jumping pad for more content.
0: What say yeah. you? I, yeah, I do not think there will be an Ezra Bridger, Bridger live action show. I, Bridger Grade. I am not, huh? I was just in case you fumbled over the words. Uh, Ezra Bridger. Yes, yeah, for some reason saying kidding. Ezra Bridger sometimes is tough for me. I don't know why. Yeah, but, Sally Seashores, Seashells. Yeah, so I do not think there will be an Ezra show in live action. I'm not completely ruling out a return to animation for Ezra in his own show after these live action events. I think that's very possible. I think Taylor Gray has always been in good graces. I think he's excellent at what he does. It really depends on who would take over because I don't think Filoni's going back to animation in the full capacity he was. Um, So I think there's going to be more Ezra. I hope there is. I don't like the idea of him just being sort of a, I I want Ezra to have an impact on the story. So far he has not had an impact in Ahsoka. Um, So I hope he still is an impact player because I don't want the end of Ezra's story being this sort of flicker in the wind when his end on Rebels was so heroic. So I, I don't want it to be this sort of victory lap. I want there to be relevance to it. Uh, so I don't know what's going to happen. I do think he's going to continue on. I agree. He's going to be in that movie that Feloni's doing. Is it more than one movie? Depends on the success of that movie. So there's a lot of things that have to happen. But the short answer, Diana, um, I'm not sure what you think. Uh, love to hear what your thoughts are. But I do not think there will be a live action Ezra show. So uh, I'll say this. I thought you were going to go with the yes, because the
1: Ezra, Jason, Zendula thing. That's a good point. But like, you know, and I think if you said bringing him back to animation, that would be a great show. It actually reminds me of a pitch that I haven't talked about in a long time. And actually, now that I'm sort of remembering it, I'm like, where is this show? I want the, uh, the Mark Hamill, the like Luke, you know, that we get sort of in the Mandalorian that, that one, but I want it voiced by Mark Hamill in animation and it's him and Kylo. And you can recast young Kylo as a young, young voice actor. And you still get, you know, you don't have to have, um, um, Adam driver, you know, you can have a a young person, but you get Mark Hamill to lead the show, take Luke in places that could be really cool and interesting in animation. And a ton Um, of voice acting. So, yeah, no, I know. Obviously, it would be his wheelhouse. The Star Wars fans would like it. He can't be he can't be Luke Skywalker on camera, but he can be Luke Skywalker in animation from get, his house. Yeah, we get that story <laughs> leading into the sequel I think that's a great show. I don't know why it hasn't happened yet. But if that doesn't happen, the alternative of that, um, still sort of in this Clone Wars veins of like master and apprentice. Yeah, uh, uh, an a uh Jason Sondulla show. If they don't go the live action route with it that'd be a great uh, animated series and see what kind of maybe, they get into and let the door be open because they don't show up in the sequel trilogy. Like let the door be open for, you know, them going off to other galaxies or whatever, you know?
0: Yeah. And it's possible we get an older Ezra in the Ray movie. We don't know the fate of Ezra Bridger. So that's that's fair to him. Yeah. Um, the other I had another point on this um, I, or I, Jason I, is Jason Ray's age. Um, it's gotta be close. It's gotta be close. He'd
1: probably be a little older. He'd definitely be yeah, a, a, about or closer than Han Solo was to <laughs>
0: Leia. That's ten years older. Oh, at least yeah. Um, I forget what my other point about it was regarding Ezra. But um, either way, I yeah, I don't think we're getting the uh, the Ezra show. Oh, that th- this was my point. I think also it doesn't. I, I think they're getting too heavy with the this show is this person's show thing. Like Andor, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Lando, Ahsoka, and it all started with Solo, the movie. Right. It's like, why can't it just be Star Wars, blank, 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 blank subtitle, and have Ezra in it, have this person in it, have this. Like, we don't have to do all of these. Main protagonist is that's their show thing. I get yeah, doing We something. almost got Rangers in the New Republic. Like Andor didn't it probably didn't have to be called Andor.
1: No, I did I, I thought it should have been I well I pitched the idea. Obviously, a million other people did too, but it could have been fulcrum, you know, it could have been like or, or, leading or, up to this point. Or rebels. Oh, <laughs> yeah i looked it up actually ray was born 15 aby so jason would be 15 years older than her so that's probably
0: too much for like a romantic relationship but it could be it could be oh, someone somewhat... even saying you're right yeah because he she was she was she, she's not born until like a year after the events of ahsoka or something yeah, yeah, yeah. he's already 10 or 11 yeah 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 <laughs> um all right so that answers that one. That that answers that one.
1: Um, so let's get another question in here um, from one of our newest commanders, uh, Joshua Brown. Uh, Joshua asked us some questions on our uh, Patreon live Q&A and that was lots of fun but uh, yeah. Josh is here again asking will we learn in Ahsoka season 2 hopefully cross fingers uh that Thrawn is actually responsible for the return of Palpatine John you get to go first on this one any chances that you think they're going to try to connect Thrawn uh to that like sort of looming how did the sequel trilogy even happen with Palpatine's return
0: no um okay. i think that Diminishes the power of Palpatine, uh, having another villain who I see as a, a lower tier villain than Palpatine because I, Pal, you, you do the t- the tiers of villains in Star Wars in terms of actual villainy, not like popularity in real life. Palpatine's top top tier; he's top of the mountain, and then you have Vader, and then you go down the list and stuff like that. But if if they retcon this and I'm, I don't like using that term, but this sort of would be that, and have Thrawn now be responsible for how he comes back to life and stuff. I think that's a mistake for for a bunch of reasons. I don't want to get too deep in the woods on it because it's Will of the Force. We can expand on this maybe in a discussion, but I i really think it'd be a mistake. Uh, I think it would t- devalue Palpatine and what how he is as a planner, how he is as a schemer, and also, again, that whole idea that this is something he's been chasing since the beginning from his master Plagueis to just throw a military admiral in there uh, being the one who figures it out versus this wizardry mystical madman. I don't like any of that. So I I don't think they're going to do that. And I think that'd be a really big mistake if they did that.
1: I... I took this question a little bit differently than you did, but I will say ultimately answered it the same way. I think what was being asked here is not like, is Thrawn, like Palpatine's dead, plan over, plan failed, but Thrawn figures out a new way to bring him back and is ultimately responsible for the return. I took it more of like, is Thrawn, are they going to explain that Thrawn is like one of the cogs in the, machine that Palpatine built as sort of like another one of those redundancies that, that is, Hey, if I die, you got to do X and Y and Z and Thrawn is living out what the Pal, mm. what Palpatine's orders were in order to make it that Palpatine stayed alive or was able to come back from death in those circumstances. I still say the answer is no, though. Um, I'm, 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 Interested to see how Filoni handles Thrawn, considering he sort of sort of reinvented him a little bit, and Timothy's on, too, um, from the Thrawn that was the original novels, who also took place in the same era. Thrawn of the original novels, you know, was he was if i'm not mistaken cuz i didn't read them but he was um you know here to to do something he was <laughs> he was with the empire for different reasons and my understanding um is this new thron was is only here to to work with the empire in order to assess their abilities to uh as a um as an ally or an enemy of the chiss and now that Palpatine is gone, I'm not sure what Thrawn mo- Thrawn's motives are. Of course, we may get that in Ahsoka season two. He may come back and be like, okay, what? Where, where are we at? Where are we at? Oh, Palpatine's dead? Ooh. You know, things have changed. My plans have changed. My, you know, maybe at that point, then he wants to be the leader and he wants to, to, to own that whole thing and take that back and use it again as an ally. Um which would then th- fly in the face of all of this of like be responsible or a cog in the machine of bringing mm-hmm. Pop team back it may not even be in his motive at all he may have only ever worked for this guy because he was the head leader and now that the head leader's gone he goes i'll take over i'll do this i'll be heir to the empire i will con- i will take all of these assets and use them for the chiss's benefits we may find that out after he gets back from, you know, nowheresville. But regardless, the answer to the question, in my opinion, is that in Ahsoka Season 2, I don't think the story of Thrawn will involve or be connected to the eventual return of Palpatine.
0: If there's an Ahsoka Season 2. Oh. if there, Yeah,
1: again, cross your fingers that there's Ahsoka Season 2. I think there will be. I'm su- kind of a little bit surprised they haven't announced it yet, but
0: a lot there's there's a lot of things going on so you know yeah. strikes and yeah uh, finances yep. and all that stuff but uh all
1: right well yeah. let's go ahead and move on to the news section uh for this week in
0: resistance report it's the resistance we haven't heard that in probably two months <laughs> That's funny, man.
1: That's absolutely <laughs> right. Yeah, it's been a little bit. And it's funny too because it's one of the like segments that has been around like forever, you know. What yeah. I mean? It's a and it's a quick one tonight. Yeah, it is. We really only are going to be talking about one story and that is um the fact that there was sort of this breakout story and it's sort of been in development as it moved along, but the gist of it is that at one point um, Guillermo del Toro was working on a Jabba the Hut story for Star Wars, uh, uh, working alongside screenwriter, David S. Goyer. Now I said, this all sort of came out of development. David S. Goyer was on, um, happy, sad, confused, which is funny. We talked about that earlier. Um, always breaking new news, uh, Josh Horowitz, but, um, But the interesting thing was that he said he was working on uh, uh, stuff behind the scenes and stuff for Lucasfilm and it involved Guillermo del Toro and I'm not really going to say much about it. And then when that came out, Guillermo del Toro said, you know, it sort of had to do with a character that had two bees and all this. And then it just, I don't know, it's kind of funny how it all kind of came to be. But the point of the story being that, they finally got around to just telling everybody, yeah, I was, we were working on a movie together. It was about job of the hut. It was about the rise and fall of the character. Oh. Um, and it just is one of those scripts that they, or, or those projects that they were working on and they were developing. And then when they found out they didn't got it, they didn't get it. Not only was it, it just treated for them as something that they sort of said, You know, when that happens, we, we, we say that was good practice, everybody, you know, we were developing this thing and it didn't happen, but you know, we're, we'll be ready for the next one. But there was some honest truth to this. He says, but I don't know why it got away. And that bothered him. And he was like, it was, it was just one of those weird ones that go, you know, sometimes things slip through your fingers. This isn't quoting him. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. But, you know, sometimes things slip through your fingers um, and it's fine because that's just how the business works. But it's unfortunate when a Star Wars movie does and you you sit back and you look at like your career and you go, why, 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 why did that not happen? Um, so we thought we would take some time today. I'm going to go ahead and just start with your thoughts on this. Uh, but we wanted to talk about this process as it comes to um, uh, Lucasfilm and how – we've sort of uncovered through this and that of how they've been running their business and how many projects have worked uh, and then how many projects have not worked.
0: It's uh, it's this blew my mind, man. Like I don't understand. I would be, this story would make more sense if it was Lucasfilm was trying to, get Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro and he was a showing interest and then he backed out. I'd be like, oh, okay. All right. Well, they tried. Tried to land a big yeah. fish there. But you're talking about a guy who, you know, he's an Oscar winner. Uh, he won Best Picture and Best Director for a live action movie. And then he won a Best Animated Feature this year <laughs> at the Oscars. This is a top shelf guy. Uh, so when I hear that they didn't go forward with it, and he's like confused as to why, and then you have David Goyer, who's a very just veteran screenwriter who's done so many movies I like. I'm like, this sounds like the perfect project. And you you also then I think about the animatics and the creatures that you see in these Guillermo del Toro movies, and like thinking about how he would deliver a Job of the Hut movie forty years after the awesomeness of return of the Jedi. That's like, what I was thinking. I said, the
1: only, the, the like, when you look at the original trilogy, the only comparison here for him as a creature person might be like the cantina, but how do you write a story about all the creatures and stuff in the cantina? The other, the, the, probably the second most notable creatures thing in the original most. trilogy. You do. I, I think, I think just think star Wars is the, you know, well, well, whatever. But yeah, you think it's the first. I think it's maybe second. Is that the job, Jabba and Jabba's Palace? I mean, that's when they were like, in their I mean,
0: groove, man. Like, you hope they were trying to buy Halloween mask number one together. Yeah. This is just, uh, it's, it makes me scratch my head. And then that quote that you said from Goyer, which was Josh was essentially asking him, like, why didn't it work out? And Goyer said, there was a lot of behind the scenes you know what going on at Lucas home at the time. Uh, So in other words, he was saying like they were having issues and he says, but it's a cool script. Yeah. Which, which it still exists. It's still out there somewhere, but it just makes me scratch my head. I'm like, so you have a two time Oscar winning filmmaker who wants to make this story about a popular character that, you know, he'll do a good job on. You don't want to go forward with that. But for the return of your new generation Luke Skywalker, (laughs) you're bringing in someone who's never directed a feature film.
1: How does any of that make sense? When you know talent, John, you can just see it. Huh? (laughs) Like, I'm just trying to come up with this. Like, sometimes you can just see talent, like, waiting to blossom. But it's like, these other people, they're shining talent in your
0: face you're blinded by talent you're not picking up on it if you're developing this reputation of stumbling to make these movies and even these movies which i love all of them the end product but they've all hit roadblocks all of them except the last jedi don't you think you want a sure thing like i just i need to know more about this i hope this gets uncovered a bit more to understand why this didn't go forward. Um, get Credit to both of these classy guys, uh, Del Toro and Goyer, for not spilling the tea really as to why they didn't go forward. They probably could have done that, but they respect the industry. They respect Kathleen Kennedy. They respect the business, I'm sure, all of that. Uh, and they probably still want to have good relationships. But I just can't wrap my head around it. So then I'm thinking, I'm trying not to think about the job of the hut like, Del Toro movie in my mind and how awesome it could be because it's just going to upset me because I know it would be so good the guy is like one of the top like artistically acclaimed, critically acclaimed successful filmmakers right now and he was in he wanted to do it and he had a good writer with him, I just I'm so confused as to why this didn't go forward and the only thing we have to go by is Goyer saying there was a lot going on behind the scenes at Lucasfilm at the time What time was it? Was it during Solo time? Like, was it supposed to be a sort of Solo follow-up? Because they were going to see Jabba at the end of Solo. I need to know more about other.
1: There was the other uh, Boba Fett movie. Yeah, the the Josh Trank thing. Probably
0: all connected. I I need to know more about why this didn't come to fruition because it doesn't... All I can say, James, is it doesn't make sense. It no, I was. I don't sense. even think
1: I was talking about the Josh Trank thing. What was it? Not also. Um. um, Oh
0: man, I'm blanking on his you know name. Man, Who's doing the other Star Wars
1: movie? Mangle. Yeah.
0: I think that was a rumor. I don't think he was actually involved with that. No, I think he was. He said he was. Hmm.
1: Am I wrong on that? I. I, I thought. Well, thought, Josh- either
0: way either way
1: it was rumored it's, that it was rumored that he was uh when it first came out and he was like no 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 but then uh but then like later it was like more uncovered he's like yeah I was I was involved we had like a whole thing and it just didn't end up coming to be and then it, we worked on something else i that was my understanding of it but um
0: but John, back, I mean, back, back to this i mean you go ahead it, it, yeah. it, I, it just doesn't make sense i need to know to just for my sanity as a fan how does this not go move forward? I don't understand it.
1: Yeah, John, you, I just Googled this really quick. Remember, it was like he was talking about how it was like they didn't want to do it because it was too gory. It was like an R-rated
0: one. Oh,
1: maybe. You remember this? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, look. look this, this is what I do best. (laughs) You know, if you want to give Lucasfilm the benefit of the doubt, you know, sort of thing, we don't know what this script is. It could be a great script, but it's just not in the vision. They're like, Guillermo, David, we want to work with you, but you gotta, you gotta follow what we're doing here because it's the same thing. We just discussed about Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughn comes in and says, I want to do a star Wars movie, but I want to reboot it. And they're like, no like we'd love to have you but no we can't do that and then he goes to the press and he says i tried to do a star wars movie but it was great i had a great script but it didn't end up happening i don't know i guess lucasfilm just wants to pass and everybody's going why you know what that that's insane to me and it's like uh, i i could almost see in a private conversation Kath. i mean look i'm Totally giving them the benefit of the doubt here, and I don't even think this is the case, right? But I'm saying I could understand a scenario where she goes, "You did, you didn't read it, or you didn't, you didn't know the full effect of what they wanted to do, or they wanted too much money, and it was just like you, you're crazy." Guillermo del Toro actually is pretty notorious for that. There's a reason there's not more Pacific Rim and there's not more Hellboy, is because he asks for too much money for the for the movies that he wants to make. Some people give it to him. Um, but at some point the studios just go, you're crazy. We're not giving you that money. We don't think your stories are going to, um, have that much return. So it's pro- possible that he came in and said, I want $300,000 to do this Star Wars movie. And they go, no, we'd love to have 000? you. Dude, I always do that. I always do that. You know, I do it. 300 million. I'm saving yeah. you from getting hit in the comments, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, <clears throat> I always I don't <laughs> I always try to find there being two sides of a story when we're not in the room. You know, when you hear one side of a story come from I was working with this studio and they were crazy and it didn't end up happening i know they have a long history of bad stuff happening and i I am on this show too constantly saying like what what is going on right um but when it comes to a story like this i i i think they're i believe their side i'm on that side but for a moment here i want to say that at least with this story there's not enough here to say um that they couldn't have asked for something ridiculous Mm -hmm. something that breaks their canon, or, or they're like, here's what we want to do. We want to do what Joker is doing for the DC world. And they go, I mean, that's great. Like Joker's a great movie. And you know, it won awards and everything. We'd be crazy not to say yes to that, but that's not what we're doing. We don't want to do what Joker's doing. We want to build in our own universe. And Guillermo says, then I'm not doing the movie, you know? I just, there's not enough here and I want to provide that side of the story instead of completely bashing Lucasfilm. But that being said, I'm with you. I do think it's crazy that they can't like bend or break or do something to make something like this happen because he's the guy. And why does this still continue to happen over and over and over again with all these great producers? You had Zack Snyder who said, I want to do a movie and they said it doesn't fit with our world. And he goes, fine. I'll go. I'll go have Netflix pay for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't Is really. on
1: well, do net- that?
0: Netflix no, did his Pinocchio movie. No, no, no. I was talking about Zack Snyder. It's oh, not Netflix. Snyder, Snyder is Netflix, yeah. Oh, um, yeah, yeah I, and look, I'm not sitting here saying like Del Toro is this box office world beater or anything, but right. Star Wars has shown to us through Andor and stuff that they do want to bring in pre- like prestige and that's where you get like your Tony Gilroy and so that sort of thing. But at the same time, I think a lot of what Del Toro does in his own original movies is you know, a lot of unique stuff that maybe isn't wide net, but the talent is the talent. And if you bring him into this universe with these resources, with his talent, and a script from David Goyer who has a lot of good uh, scripts. And likes that one. And likes that one. It's just very tough for me to swallow. And I understand, you know, we got to give benefit of the doubt because we don't know what what happened. I 100% agree. But I believe in patterns Mm -hmm. and David Goyer saying there was a lot going on. Like Lucasfilm has been like having problems making, getting movies off the ground. And that's no surprise. It's public knowledge. Uh, Other projects. I mean, there's so many projects that have just come and gone. And so... I have to go by where there's smoke, there's fire. And if I'm looking at both parties here, and I'm not saying one's pointing the finger at the other, it's just they had this idea, Del Toro and Goyer. They were b- building out this world, they said. So it, it was beyond just a thought. They had a full script. They had a story. They knew where it was going. It seemed like it was molded clay, just ready to get put in the oven. And then on the other side, you have Lucasfilm. And we've seen all the stuff. The drama and the firings and all the other stuff that goes with that. I got to put this on Lucasfilm until I hear more about it. And is it an assumption? Sure, but it's an assumption based on patterns of history, recent history. Absolutely. So it's just one of those stories. I mean, there's not much else we can really say to it, but it's a head scratcher. And I'm sure we're not alone in this thought. I'm sure a lot of our listeners, a lot of Star Wars fans are like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Like, right now? Really? Yeah. Uh, so I need to, especially cult fans of this director, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I need to just like for our listeners right now, close your eyes. Think about the imagery in Pan's labyrinth or the shape of water and what he does with creatures and even people and his effects and his storytelling. And then think of that in Jabba's palace and think of what he could do in with today's technology, considering how amazing the creatures team and ILM and everybody did in '82 when they were producing uh, '83's Return of the Jedi, it would be one of the most aesthetically satisfying things to see from a visual standpoint. Let alone the story they could deliver uh, with with Goyer's chops. I, it's just so. It's very frustrating, dude. It's so frustrating to hear this, no matter who's I mean, at fault. Yeah,
1: the the you're absolutely right with the just the, the creatures because he's obviously famous for very cre- for creatures and stuff, but he's also really good at creating uh, environments, worlds, and making yeah. things dark, like uh, like cool dark, yeah. not just like dark for the sake of being dark, but like interestingly dark. And I think you're telling a story of the rise and fall of Jabba the Hutt. That means Job of the Hutt is. Is a younger job of the hut who maybe doesn't uh uh sit at the top yet, and he has to do the things that he has to do with this criminal gang or this dark world or whatever, and you know what I mean, and make his way to the top. That's cool because you're including all of Guillermo del Toro's best things world building, uh, dark you know, entity and, and storytelling and creatures. It's like that to me is like, it's almost one of those things of like, who could possibly be better? Cause you might be able to find a better gangster director, but they probably wouldn't be able to do uh, creatures as well, that's you know, or whatever. So it's like, right. He, he's like someone who kind of hits everything about job of the hut on oh, multiple man. levels. So it it's a it, it's a tough L to be honest. I,
0: I know <laughs> I know like if Lacey was here, she'd be talking about how Lucas film robbed her of the return of Puppet Java. Yeah. You yeah. know. But I and dude, what what if this was supposed to be sort of a solo two?
1: Yeah, you know, that was gonna that was sort of gonna raise another question that I wanted Not to Not called to solo on two here, or anything, but a follow up. Right, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in your opinion, what do you think – like what's the number? What are we talking about here of like Lucasfilm says it, um, right now? Like if you were to say, okay, what are they working on? Well, they're probably working on Mandalorian – you know, season four. They're probably working on Ahsoka season two. There's probably some assumptions yep. here. That, that's right? not Everyone, Filoni doing. Their I understand, thing. but what I'm saying is, like, I'm talking about, and, and they're obviously working on the three movies. You know, there's some production the movie. Yeah. How many other things do you think that they've 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 sat down with X director or X writer? You know, um, I shouldn't say X. I should say Y. <laughs> y director or Y writer, right? and they've said um, we like it go for it develop it you know they the pitch got at least some level of green lit um, almost to a point where you start to see it in the the uh, star wars tabloid you know circuit of like oh they're developing a uh, crimson dawn movie you know like at what point or uh, at this point in time like how many projects do you think they're working on that are going to get let go
0: i yeah i don't know and we
1: just don't ever hear about it
0: oh no i'm i'm sure i'm sure there's things that come and go but when it comes to like someone like del toro though like of his resume like the, 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 it just feels different it feels different than them wanting to needle with uh, a still pretty green Gareth Edwards Rogue One or, you know, Lord Miller pre-winning the awards for Into the Spider-Verse, you know, they're the, they were the 21 Jump Street guys, you know. <laughs> I, I'm, show me the director of the caliber of Guillermo del Toro that they dismissed because it's not Patty Jenkins. <laughs> we know that. Uh, and it doesn't exist like yeah a, would, would he be the best director to have ever directed a star wars movie no i mean i think um most acclaimed no ron howard i mean probably ron howard sure yeah i guess um it'd be close though i don't know man jj J. abrams too yeah, but I mean JJ. I, I agree. I you know I love JJ. He's my guy. But I mean, I, I,
1: like, there's a couple reasons there. I mean, like, okay, JJ probably isn't as successful for these reasons, but JJ is successful for these reasons. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. I so it's I like just, I I think I think there are a couple, but this is this is absolutely up there. It's in that category. This is you know your 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 Christopher Nolan or something like that saying like I wanted to do Star Wars and it didn't work out, and it's like.
0: Dang, man, that stinks. Heard, we've heard people say, tell, we've heard people tell us even not that all that long ago that, you know, long time people and people who work or recently had worked at Lucasfilm or whatever, like usually take their shots at Disney about Disney's, you know, cheap or Disney this, Disney that. But Goyer said specifically, there was a lot going on behind the scenes at Lucasfilm. Yeah, that's true. He didn't say Disney, so I don't know if that's a political thing because he there's a wider net to work with in Disney. He doesn't want to burn any you know Bob Iger's bridges, but there's something missing here that we're not getting, and I need to know. I just so I just it's I can't. I can't wrap my head around this one. It it doesn't mean
1: anything because you know how Google searches are or whatever. But I, I I put in, I just, I was trying to come up with a search for it and this isn't even the right thing. I said most relevant directors working today, right? Not even a great question, but it does bring up a list and the lists are all very notable. Uh, it's like Steven Spielberg, Martin Scorsese, Quentin Tarantino at the top, uh, Christopher Nolan, David Fincher, James Cameron. Also, you know, just one row below that. And then in that third row, Ridley Scott, Guillermo del Toro, and Wes Anderson. It's like he's freaking up there, man. Yeah. Uh, going on, just just out of curiosity, like some of these other ones, uh, it Like I, I am imagining, like, what if they were wanting to do Star Wars and we couldn't get it? Uh, Spike Lee, Alfonso Cuaron, Paul Thomas Anderson, David Lynch, Tim Burton, Edgar Wright, Clint Eastwood, Greta Gerwig, uh, Sofia Coppola. You know, it's like all of these are huge names, um and it's 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 funny to look at just there's literally the list that I just told you one of those people said yeah i tried yeah i tried i tried <laughs> it didn't happen i couldn't make it happen i wondered after the fact why didn't it happen <laughs> i know you know it, it, that's it's nuts to look at that list and then be like one of those people did actively try to do something that is probably the perfect fit for them and it didn't happen. And yeah. part of that reason according to David is they had a lot of stuff going on.
0: Yeah, and you know, Ron Howard, you're right. You know, he is the only currently the only Star Wars director to have won Best Director at the Oscars. Del Toro would be the second one. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, we have newcomers <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> Charmaine, I mean Charmaine Obey yeah. Chinois, who might make the greatest Star Wars movie ever made when we finally I, see it. I just can't. I don't. You, you could be the biggest uh, apologist for Kathleen Kennedy, or 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 whatever. Answer me how that makes sense. That Guill- Guillermo del Toro can't make his Star Wars movie, but they're going to give their next launching pad. To someone who's n- literally never directed a feature film,
1: uh, well, it's 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 kind of a little bit worse than that too. Because remember, they announced three directors, th- their 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 past, their present, and their future, and only one of them. Oh right, <laughs> has directed a feature film. Either, yeah, Bologna yeah. hasn't either. Right, so th- they
0: uh, two Polone's out a little of the three.
1: I understand. Yeah. Two out of the three directors that they announced for the future Good of point. Star Wars yeah. have not directed never directed a movie. Yet. Yeah. Never directed a movie.
0: Yeah. It's 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 baffling. But um, hopefully we learn more about this. But I think we've we've exhausted the the meat and potatoes that we at least have so far. Um,
1: yeah. Out yeah. of that list that I gave you. Um, who, who? I mean, are you a Nolan Ridley Scott?
0: Uh, um, really Alfonso Cuarón. No, not Ridley really Scott. Martin Scorsese. Uh, Quentin no. Tarantino. No, I don't like any. Cameron of those guys. Uh, Cameron would be interesting. He would. I don't know if he would ever do it. He likes doing his own thing. I, yeah. Um, you know what'd be fun would be
1: a uh, like a Kessel run of directors. Be like, what are your choices,
0: Christopher? Yeah, because Christopher Nolan would be like. Well, Killian Murphy has to be in it, and I need Hans Zimmer and the music. And he'd be like, uh, I don't know." Yeah,
1: Eastwood would be probably pretty good. I think Curran would be similar to Eastwood. Too old. Eastwood. Clint Eastwood's
0: like ninety. Well, 94. I
1: know, but I mean, like, he's still putting great stuff out.
0: By the time they got to him, he'd be a hundred and seven.
1: <laughs> that's that's. He's not like one hundred and seven years old. You reach, look as good. You do not. <laughs> I I like Guy Ritchie's movies, but. Like these guys are very niche nit- Ch- that you're throwing. I don't out think it fits star Wars. Yeah. It, it, Edgar Owen. Wright. Same thing. Yeah.
0: I, yeah. And again, I would just make it clear. Like I'm not trying to take a shot at obeyed Chinoy. It's just the fact that they're giving a, a, a movie for their biggest IP to somebody who's never made a movie. And then you hear del Toro wants to make a movie and it didn't work out. Something doesn't make sense. And I need someone to either explain it to me or more information, the truth to come out as to why that's all.
1: Right. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a little warm. bit like I feel I've, it's one of those sort of like I feel like I'm taking crazy pills yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. like are we just not going to acknowledge the fact that this person is like a no name never directed a movie person before yeah. like I I get it I want to like be supportive and I'm, I'm I am being supportive I want this to be great but when we're talking about other opportunities like it, it just sort of digs its own hole it's like we're going to give it to this person. You're like, "Okay, I can swallow that." All right, it's there. But then along the way, we're like, "We passed up on that person to give it to the other person." We yeah, passed up a, on this person to give it to the other person. Yeah, it's, it's like, like
0: "Why?" You, you're you know, you're te- you're you're going to land these you're going to land these people on an asteroid and you're not going to get real oil drillers to drill an yeah. asteroid? I know. Jeez. <laughs> Written by sh- JJ. Sh- shut up. <laughs> shut up all right let's move on to uh our next segment which also we haven't done in a while uh resistance transmissions all right folks it is time for resistance transmissions now i thought about doing this james For the first time, which is posting the topic to Threads, Blue Sky, and branching out to others. We haven't done that yet. So, currently, we still only post it to X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, We put out a situation. You respond to them. We prefer usually funny stuff, not too seriously, depending on the topic. But either way, it is always a good time. Um, James, I did forget to send you the image to put on for the video version, but... Everyone knows what we're talking about here. Sure. Uh, At the end of Ahsoka, uh, it is revealed that Balin's skull is standing atop the outstretched hand of a statue of the Mortis father. Now, we posted the concept art, which shows the father from the side with his outstretched finger pointing out to the horizon um, in the distance. And so we simply asked, what is the Mortis father statue pointing at? And we said it could be anything from Star Wars to real life pop culture, anything. So we got a bunch of answers and we're going to go through them here uh, and see if we can uh, have some fun. So the first one here is from Adam Odal at Odal Adam, longtime listener of the podcast, Adam. Uh, he said he's pointing at the visual effects line item on the show's budget and how they couldn't afford to have Zeb be a major character on the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, Adam uh next up we have sean Santarude at rude cold what's up sean he said he's not pointing at anything he's just asking you to pull his finger ah. <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> Lowbrow brow humor we, we but yeah. i love it sean thank you next up we have lando's lounge <laughs> father <Yeah>. this <laughs> <laughs> exactly hey if, if the Yopis do it the father can do it um yeah. next up we have lando's lounge at lando lounge what's up lando lounge and they said he's pointing the place all fan theories go to die. <laughs> <laughs> like Maurik is Ezra, I guess. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, next up, Rick Villanueva at Cad Bane's Bounty. What's going on, Rick? Hope all's hey. well. He said he was about to press clear all on his browser history, just I- as he turned to stone. I literally knew it. I literally
1: knew it when I saw the question. I was like, someone's going to say he's pointing it where the clear history button is or something. That,
0: that, uh, I think it was, I knew it was coming. Genghis Dingus? What, yeah. like one of the first resistance transmissions. And that joke has like really just become part of our culture. <laughs> um, oh, we got to find that original clip somehow or audio. All right. Next up, we have Cameron at C Boyd underscore 07. Who said the Mortis father statue is pointing at Taylor Swift at the Chiefs football game. Oh, Cameron. Yeah.
1: uh, The father must be what the F and NFL stands for.
0: (laughs) 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 Yes. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, Next up, we have Clara at Clara EPB. Uh, Thanks for writing Clara. Clara said the father is pointing at Leo's Rick Dalton. Who's pointing back at the father. (laughs) who's pointing at Rick Dalton pointing at him <laughs> who's, pointing at <laughs> who's pointing at Spider-Man
1: who's pointing at Spider-Man pointing at
0: Spider-Man yeah um next up we have simplified Danny what's up Danny and she wrote quote go forth bilbo baggins to the ring of great power which you find over there in the land of turns the stone, and then the father turns the stone before revealing the location, leading to another 10-hour trilogy by Peter Jackson. There you go. (laughs) Thank you, Danny. That makes sense. (laughs) Peter Jackson, another name. Peter Jackson, yes. That, you know, another name that could enter the mix, but has not. Um, And last but not least, we have Joey Sack at Joey Sack. What's up, Joey? Way to get your handle, of course. And Joey said, he's pointing to Camino, which ought to be there, but it isn't. I love that. That's a good one.
1: Oh, you know what is funny? I actually I misunderstood it. I when I read it, I was thinking he was referring to like Bad Batch and how it's like not here. No, but yeah, no, totally to it's, it's it's as simple as like if it's not in the galactic maps, it doesn't exist.
0: Yeah, it's Obi Wan saying it should be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then that little that little wise guy kid is like someone erased it from the archive memory. So, so on in in my world, it should
1: be he's pointing at Kajimi, which should be here, or Alderon, which should be here,
0: but and he now Kajimi's <laughs> at uh, Clayton Sandell's house. Exactly, very yeah. cool. Um, by the way, if you haven't checked it out yet, check out our episode with Clayton from uh, last uh, Thursday or Friday. If you're on audio podcast apps, where he really mm-hmm. took us inside the closing of the former home of ILM. It was such a cool chat. Um, So check that one out. Um, But that takes us to the end of the show. So I want to thank everybody for listening, watching, being a part of TRB. Uh, This is the first time in a while we did three segments on an episode. So it was uh, nice, but uh, pretty standard. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get back into that once Mm -hmm. uh, we get back into the post Ahsoka fold in full, but Thank you again, everybody, and a special thank you to, of course, our uh, patrons at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. James talked about at the top. Uh, You can submit topics, the Will of the Force and a lot of other stuff. We have uh, a lot of exclusive podcast episodes over there. Every week we put out uh, a mini episode, uh, commentaries. We have a Discord server if you're souring on some of the public social media apps. We have a great community on our Discord server with a lot of different channels. A lot of cool stuff. So go to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast check it out Tier started start at just five bucks and join the resistance and you're supporting us of course along the way so uh thank you thank you thank you uh, special thank you shout out to our generals and spice runners general carmelo john Reese, jenna rosewater frank grande Nick Kratz, Chris Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Romori, Matt Heath, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, Aaron Ellington, Colin Cormier, Jolton Jedi DiMaggio, Diana, Dave Hornack, and our Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Michael Fry, and the Fort Worthian. And all of our patrons, thank you all so much. And everybody who listens, watches, however you take in TRB, thank you so much, whether that's Apple, Spotify, YouTube. Yes. Make sure you follow us and subscribe on those platforms because it's free to do. And if it has a rating system or review, please rate us five stars. That'd be cool. And share with a friend. If you have friends who like Star Wars, if you're just starting off a new semester at school or or new job, whatever, bond over the pod. It's a great community, good time. And if you're new to us, hopefully you're enjoying it. And thank you. Uh, So that is it for us. Uh, Lacey Gillerin at Lacey Gillerin on social media for Lacey. Uh, she'll be back with us on TRB Live Thursday. Uh, James, how about you? Uh, you can find me on most social media at Myra Trunks. And for me, uh, the same, but at Johnny Hoey and my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies. Uh, we did Halloween recently and we're doing um, Manhunter next. The OG uh hannibal lecter movie with brian cox um all right that's it for us uh we will be back with you all on thursday for trb live where we're gonna uh probably dive into some news and talk about a lot of other stuff as we always do here so enjoy your weeks and we'll see you next time right here on the resistance broadcast see you around kids